Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Casual Divinity. Gratefully, I am your host, Nadodua. Let's jam. So, the topic I'm going to get into this time is going to be about, I think, everyone's favorite subject. Food. That's right, food. As I was in the grocery store earlier this week, having a mini panic attack about the price of food having gone way up. (laughs) Oh, boy. It it made me begin to um, reconsider what's important food-wise. And, um, yeah, and it's brought up a lot of different things that I definitely was like, okay, let's, let's have a jam on this. Um, but first and foremost, I just want to say that I'm really grateful to be able to have the conversation at all. I believe it's one of privilege. Um... I say that because I am able to access food. I have the resources. I'm I'm very grateful. And I also want to give a shout out to our ancestors in the ether who took the time to taste test some things. Because that's the only way to know, y'all, at one point, whether something was edible and beneficial. Someone had to eat it. So... Big shout out to those who lost their lives on the line and for us to be able to sustain ourselves. And I guess that's it. I I really, in my heart of hearts, would like to change my relationship to food. While I (laughs) really do enjoy my current relationship with it, I also, again, I see the privilege. I see also the overcomplication, in my opinion, the overcomplication of food. Because it is, I know it's its own culture, and I know even as many cultures, like that's a lot of how you know your culture is through food, through the traditional dishes that our families would create and recreate. But I I wanna I wanna take it back to when I was a kiddo and I was um, just always struggling with food stuff. Parents always taking me for allergy testing and you know um, I always just seemed to have the most going on as far as food went. I have a lot of gratitude for it now, though. And the reasons for this gratitude comes from just being able to be in a relationship with food, whereas I'm able to see it as a cycle or that food does and should be taken in cycles. And how much easier and less complicated could life be 
if we could eliminate the need to have a label for how we eat. Oh, I'm, I'm vegetarian. I'm vegan. I'm octo... I don't even... I can't even... I usually like to say that I'm an omnivore, which would indicate that I have the ability to digest and eat most things in the plant and animal kingdom. Do I, though? No. I'd say most people don't. (laughs) Point being, though, like, I didn't grow up even knowing about... um, being vegetarian or vegan. Those weren't discussions had in the house. But we didn't eat meat for every meal. Nor was it like a big conversation. So I felt like, at least growing up, you know, it was a really, a really balanced jam. Although for the record, I hated homemade mac and cheese. <laughs> It's still not a favorite of mine. Anyway, um, (laughs) um, no, but like, had I not been sick so much as a kid, I wouldn't understand the necessity to have different foods at different times. So for example... I would often find myself in a position of being overloaded with toxins. So what are we talking about with toxins, right? So um, we're talking about foods that have a lot of processed sugar um, and having too many of those. Like, And what do I think is too many? Well, I... (laughs) I think we kind of all deep down know what is too many. We just don't want to listen. But real talk, I think when we've gotten to a point where we need to have sweets at every meal, something's up, right? We, we might be dealing with an imbalance of some kind, that something in our body wants to be fed. So in those times where we've maybe consumed too much sugar and or too much bread, products, processed, processed grain, You know, even though the body can digest it, anything digested is going to hang around for a little while if there isn't enough um, fiber to push it through or if there isn't enough exercise to push it through on metabolism at all, okay, to work things out. So if, if we have overbuilt the body, then we need to flush it. So flushing would involve fewer grains, definitely no processed ones. So we're, we're, we're leaving breads and cakes and all that alone, right? Um, we might even be leaving a lot of meats alone, if not all of them altogether. When I say meat, I'm also talking about fish and chicken and beef, all of the things. That's what I mean when I talk about meat. I'm not that person who's like, oh yeah, meat and fish are different things. Yes, they are. But not enough for me to say that they're different. Okay, <laughs> like not enough for me to say that like, like sometimes you just know that you have had 
say, flesh, multiple meals a day for multiple days in a row, for maybe months at a time. It might be all right then to pull back, to eliminate that which you're used to eating in order to let the body clean itself out. So, you know, when we're flushing, we're doing more of those greens. We're doing salads, like as much raw veggies and fruits as possible to flush things about, okay? Um, because that's what they like to do. And then when we flushed, when we have, when we have um, eliminated the excess sugars, the excess excess in our bowels, the excess excess in our blood and fat, then we can begin to build again and we can start bringing more of the heavier grains. We can start to incorporate more meats and we can start to have stews and soups. We're building, we're building again. So everything has a cycle and depending upon where we are in, that, in our own health, in our body, I think should determine the way that we approach food. And I don't think it should be anything more or less than that. All of this um, vegetarian, vegan, um, paleo, I feel like it's overcomplicated. In fact, I feel like, especially the way that it's being done now, it's almost too expensive to even consider. Um, I even go to this place in my mind sometimes where, I mean, it might be too restrictive. I'll share it anyway. Um, but I oftentimes get in my mind like, if this is a food that I couldn't prepare without electricity, <laughs> could I still eat it? Would I and should I? So, because um, like, like maybe the past couple years with um, the pandemic, of course, like food has been at the top of everyone's list and how to connect with it. And of course, at first it was definitely about finding comfort, but then it more so became about a quality of life. And what is important to me? And do I want to spend the rest of my life obsessing over food? Like there's other things to do in this world. <laughs> there are other projects to work upon. There are other things to create. Don't get me wrong. I love food. And I, and I mean, I'm, I'm giving a shout out to all the chefs <laughs> whose job specifically is to create cuisine, to make, to make food something to want to connect with, um, to make it joyous. Um, and still, like, I often just wonder, like, okay, like, because I was getting into smoothies there pretty hard for a while. And, I, and while I love a smoothie, don't get me wrong, I love a smoothie hard, okay? They're expensive. And I'm like, I just can't keep this up. 
even though I do understand that my this is good for my body. And, and <laughs> it's complicated. And there are a lot of ingredients, or there can be. And over time, if you start going down that path, you'll see all these different additives that you can, you know, put in your smoothie to boost it. And <sighs> the next thing you know, you literally have like a $45 smoothie. And while that's awesome, I think I could say for the most of us, that's not sustainable. <laughs> like, I can probably think of, um, if, I if I walked out my door right now and went to my neighbor's house, I'm pretty sure they don't have all the makings for a smoothie. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe every three houses. <laughs> but you, you guys get what I'm saying. And so where I'm finding problem with this is, is that when you get in there and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do the smoothie life and I'm going to get all these different ingredients. You start to believe that you can't have a smoothie without these specific ingredients. Okay. And this also applies to just regular ass food. You know what I mean? Like when suddenly you just can't have rice and veggies, it has to be a bowl one of those fancy bowls that has like all these things in its own little compartment. And <laughs> then suddenly, right? Like you can't just have a uh, rice and veggies anymore. It has to be this fancy bowl with all these special superfood ingredients. And if it doesn't have these things, then you, then you're more than likely you aren't even going to approach it. You're not even going to do it. And so this is um, where I find food to be overcomplicated. Do you see where I'm coming from now? It's like to a point where no matter how you live your life, you're going to feel inadequate, you're going to feel undereducated, and you're going to feel like you need to do the most or buy the most in order to, I don't know, <laughs> to get nutrition. And it feels a little frustrating and, um, you know, like, uh, I mean, even just to, uh, I, I used to eat yogurt. Now there's so many different kinds. I don't even choose one anymore. <laughs> I just don't even eat yogurt. I don't care. Like, I don't care if it's from, uh, cow's milk or almond milk. I'm probably just not going to get yogurt anymore because it's too complicated. I know I'm not going to make my own. Even though my dad made a kick-ass yogurt, he knew how to make yogurt, and he would do it on his own all the time. And boy, was that nourishing. And it was plain yogurt. No extra ingredients at all. <laughs> so good for your digestive jams. Uh, dad, shout out to... Shout out to Foxy Grandpa out there in the ethers. Yo, yo. But maybe that's also it, right? Like maybe all these convenience foods and um, the, and the, the overcomplication of foods has, has gotten us to forget about the simple joys of food. And that, yes, it might take more discipline to create some of the things that we used to have even three to five years ago. And yet, 
maybe having that discipline will help us to enjoy a process more and understand how these things come to be. And then maybe we won't want to consume so quickly. We might feel more satiated, like full. We might feel more nourished by the process itself. So that's the train I'm on lately, is just really getting simple. I think I've kind of always been that way because of the issues in my youth. And in fact, that's another memory I'd love to share. I remember the moment um, I had been on a kichiri fast for quite some time. That's uh, mung beans, brown rice, and your your curry spices, and what other vegetables you might want to add. Um, I was on this this um, kichiri fast for like three weeks when I was like 22 years old. And by the third week, suddenly I, I remember my taste buds changing. I began to suddenly taste what I was eating differently. Instead of it being kind of boring, like I remember in the first week I was so bored <laughs> with eating the same thing <laughs> every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, but the flip side was that I didn't have to plan anything. So secretly deep down, I loved that part. Like I didn't have to figure out my meals. They were already sorted. <laughs> so... There was that, but that did lead to that moment of really enjoying eating what was in front of me, even though I had it a million times. I really loved the texture of brown rice. I loved mung beans and their distinct flavor. I loved being able to taste the individual spices in the curry. And then when I broke that kichiri fast and began to reintroduce regular ass food into my everyday, uh, I just, I connected with food much differently. And I was so grateful. It was like my eyes had been opened. And then suddenly I couldn't eat all the same things I used to. When I tried to go... um, for that Snickers bar, oh hell no. That wasn't a thing I could consume anymore. I couldn't even understand what brought me to it. It was too sweet. And I didn't even know that there was such a thing at the time, okay? I didn't know that things could be too sweet, real talk. And so with that palate and mind change, It was like I had been freed. I was no longer a slave of food at that time. Since then, I have gone around in about many cycles, right? I've had a child. (laughs) And even when when I became pregnant, that was a whole thing of like walking away from a lot of the ways that I used to eat because then, you know, Safa was running the show. My daughter, who is now grown as hell herself, she's 22, what up, though, Buki? Um, but I mean, ooh, 
I wasn't I wasn't even eating meat. And then when I got pregnant, I was like, Lord, bring it all on. Bring it all on. And I, I, I you know, had to adhere to that cycle at each part of the pregnancy. She needed different things, and so did I. And I had to honor that. And I, I loved it. I loved the food journey. And so I guess I'm just bringing all this stuff up just in, in hopes of... Um, less complication of food, right? (laughs) Salads that only have a few ingredients. Like just, just yesterday, I roasted a beet and I put it on a salad with some walnuts and some salad dressing, just some olive oil, vinegar, and lemon. That was it. And I swear to you, I thought I was a freaking queen. I was like, queen of the castle, queen of the castle. Just all the flavor and the texture. And when I finished, I was full and grateful. And that doesn't always happen. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah... Give it a whirl sometime. Simplify your palate. Simplify your diet. Watch how how you react to restriction. Um, <laughs> watch it change your palate. Watch it change how you connect with food as a whole. All right. Well, I've shared my piece. On this Taurus moon, trying something different since I missed that Pisces moon. Although I would say I didn't exactly miss it. I don't think any of us did. (laughs) I'd say I was full on in the middle of that mug. Um, But yeah, uh, it gave me the fuel for this jam. So uh, let's, let's shuffle some cards. And uh, see what spirit has to say. Of course, this reading is timeless. What is it that we need to know at this time? Ooh, okay. Thank you, spirit. bottom of the deck we have the daughter of fire I love it new ideas giving and receiving them giving and receiving new ideas oh we are so alive in the space in between the worlds aren't we we're not quite in the past anymore We're not quite in the future either. We're just looking at all the things that we have here now and we do hear the call of the past wanting to engage and yet our present wants us to run with new ideas. So let's look at this card. Oh, I love it. LOL. You gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Spirit. 
as jokes. Okay, so we have the six of earth in this deck, or six of pentacles, which is um, <laughs> moon and Taurus, which... <laughs> The moon is in Taurus right now. What I do also love is that this card is coupled with this wonderful phrase, breakthrough. We are having breakthroughs, friends. This frustration, this back and forth, this past future, this like, oh, this spinning, this constant spinning, it's, it's all for our consideration right? It's all for us to understand that we are having breakthroughs, whether we realize it or not. And that we can trust upon our discernment within this process. I cannot stress that enough. In fact, what I love is this image has a sunflower and it's the last bits of Leo season. As I'm doing this reading, and so it just feels extra, <laughs> extra perfect, extra timely. And there's an open bowl. So get ready to receive all these breakthroughs from, from our own experiences. That while it might be really annoying, Annoying as being nice. To be drugged back to our past mistakes, we can also see the breakthroughs as well, if we choose to see them. Maybe that's why we keep getting <laughs> drugged back there to these complications and frustrations, because we still have some gold to distill from it. And we still need to go ahead and switch the tape. And if we find we're not in a place of empowerment, then release, 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 release. Okay? Definitely connect with the earth. Right? Taurus moon. Talk with some animals. Lay in the grass. Tend to your plants. Make a, make a meal that not only brings you comfort, but also brings you fullness. It also brings you fullness. It brings you back to yourself. It's not a quick fix. It's a slow, sustained effort. Okay, I think that's going to be it for uh, this one. Thank you kindly for joining me on another episode of Casual Divinity. Gratefully, I am your host. Nadudua. You can catch me on Instagram at o.o.bounds if you care to. Otherwise, I'm out here in the ethers with the rest of you. I'm sending you all love and gratitude. Peace.